Thanks for joining us today on the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Today, we're continuing with our message series, All In. We're talking about going all in and our relationship with Christ so that God can do some incredible things in us as well as through us. Um, And um, ever since God gave me the vision for starting Parkway Fellowship, when he gave me that vision, it was a vision of a church that would reach 10% of this community for Christ. And, And when he gave me that vision, like literally, I could see in my mind a church filled with people who were all going all in with God in every area of life, in marriage, in parenting, in how we talk to one another, in our work ethic, in, how, in our finances, in how we reach out to other people, in all areas. And last week, we talked about going all in with God in the area of small groups. So if you haven't joined a small group yet, today's the first day that you can join for this spring semester if you weren't in one already. And so get in a small group, get your kids in a small group, get your teenagers in a small group. You can do that today on your phone or out in the lobby. So, but get in a small group today. So for this message, we want to turn our attention to going all in with God in the area of giving. Because look, let's be honest. No church can operate at full strength if everybody in the church isn't following God in the area of giving. In fact, I remember when we started Parkway Fellowship, just over 16 years ago, when we were still in the planning phases of this church, um, we needed $178,000 to buy two trailers as well as all the sound equipment and student ministry equipment and kids ministry equipment that it was going to take to set up church at Single Ranch High School, which by the way, we did every Sunday for seven years. Every Sunday for seven years at Single Ranch High School, we needed all that equipment in order to just be able to have church. Now here's the deal. The bank, however, was not willing to take sound equipment and kids' ministry toys as collateral. (laughs) They needed something a little bit more than that. And so one of the families, and by the way, we only had 17 families in the church. That's it, 17. That's it. So one of the families said, you know what? Our car's paid for. Well, we're willing to put up the title of our car as collateral. My car was paid for at the time, and so I said, you know what? I'll put up the title for my car, too. Two other families had decent-sized cash CDs in the bank, and they said, you know what? We'll put up our CDs as collateral. And so I'm telling you, like, we pushed our chips all in. We, all, we went all in as a church because, look, if this church failed, like, people were going to lose their cars. People were going to lose some significant money sitting in the bank. So we went all in financially as a church in those early days. You know what? Our Heavenly Father looked down on that small group of people and he saw their willingness to go all in financially because literally everybody in the church was also giving. He saw our willingness to go all in with him in the area of giving and our, our desire to just reach people for Jesus. 
And I believe it so moved God's heart that he blessed our church and he blessed those families. And we took a five-year banknote and paid it off in one year. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, give those families a round of applause. It was incredible. It was incredible. Listen, I'm telling you, God is extending an invitation to you today to go all in with him. Just the fact that you're sitting in church today, that of all the Sundays of the year that you could come, that you're here today, that's because God is inviting you to go all in with him, saying, I want God's saying, I want to use you to reach 10% of this community for Christ. Because I'm telling you, I really believe that 2019 is going to be the best year our church has ever seen. I think we're going to reach more people for Christ than we've ever reached at any other time in our history. But in order for that to happen, all of us have to go all in with God in every area of our life, including the area of giving. Okay? Now, relax a little bit, okay? I'm not going to ask you to put up the title for your car, all right? <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to, you know, put a lien on a CD in the bank or anything like that, all right? That's not going to happen. That's not where we're going today. But I will tell you this. God is going to ask you to go all in in trusting him in every area of your life, including giving. Because here's what I know. And the trust is based on truth. Write that down somewhere. Trust is based on truth. This is why in friendships or in relationships, if they're going to be based on trust, that means you have to be truthful, which is why if someone ever lies to you or deceives you in any kind of way, that trust is broken and it takes a while to earn that trust back because trust is always based on truth. And so get this, if you're going to trust God financially, if you're going to trust God with money, then you need to know what God says is true about money. So what does God say is true about giving? These are your fill-ins. Write this first one down. Here's the first thing that God says is true about giving, that giving is more about my heart than my money. Giving is much more about my heart than my money. I want you to look at a patch of the Bible about what happened one day when Jesus and his disciples were hanging out at the temple. Mark chapter 12, verse 41, the Bible says this. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were being put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Hold on. Which, by the way, means that Jesus watches what people give. No giving is ever done in secret. I mean, you just get that out of your mind already. No giving is ever done in secret. Jesus knows. He knows exactly what you and I give, okay? It says this, many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Now, here's the deal. If giving were really about money, then Jesus wouldn't have made a big deal about what this woman gave. In fact, Jesus probably would have just crossed his arms like, I mean, I don't even know what God could do with that. But that's not what happened. 
But because giving is not about money, because giving is about the heart, Jesus had a very different reaction. He reacted very differently to what this woman gave because this woman's heart was different than all the other people who gave that day. They all gave out of their abundance. They all gave out of what they already had because they had a lot left to live on, but she didn't. She gave two tiny little coins, each of them worth only a fraction of a penny. Look, we don't even have coins that small. But she gave out of her heart. And so when she gave, Jesus calls his disciples to him, not because he wanted them to see the amount of money she gave. He, Jesus called his disciples to him because he wanted them to see what only he could see. And Jesus could see her heart. He wanted them to see that. Because look, all the other people that gave that day, they gave out of their abundance. Like, they had plenty more to live on. And look, if, it was, if giving was about money, then Jesus would have walked over to those people. He would have shaken their hands like, hey, thank you for giving today. Thank you for giving today. Thank you for giving today. Thank you for what you gave. But Jesus doesn't even do it. In fact, if you notice, Jesus is sitting down. When these people are throwing in their large amounts, Jesus doesn't even bother to give up. He doesn't even bother to get up. But when this woman gives, Jesus takes special notice because she gave out of her heart. Because giving is about the heart. It's not about the money. It never has been. Never will be. Like, and you, you just got to let that sink in. Giving is not a, giving's about the heart. It's not about the money. That, that's the way it's always been in God's eyes. I mean, because look, here's the deal. God doesn't need your money. God is the one who created economy. He created all the economies of the world. In fact, God is the one who created the gold that every economy in the world was at one time based upon, including ours. So look, if, if it was God, God's perfectly capable of providing for himself and paying for whatever it is that he wants to. He doesn't need your money because giving's not about money. It's about your heart. And look, you just got to get that at some point. You just got to get over the fact that it's not about money. You just, you just have to get to that, arrive at that place. In fact, here's the heart of it. Maybe you want to write this down somewhere. And that is this. The question is, do I really trust God to provide for me? Or do I trust me to provide for me? That's really at the heart of it, isn't it? Because giving is about trust. Do I really trust God to provide for me? Or do I trust me to provide for me? That's really what it, where it's at. Because, look, when you, get, when you give to God, you are showing God that you trust him. You, you show the true condition of your heart. And if your heart really does trust God, then you've got no problem giving to God. Because here's another thing that's, that's also true. That the amount I give in comparison to others doesn't matter. Some people might give more, but trust God less. So it's pointless to compare what you give to other people. It doesn't matter. This lady gave less, but she trusted God more. So it doesn't matter what other people give. It just matters, do you trust God? Because it's not about the money. It's about the condition of the heart. That's the first thing God says is true. Here's the second thing that God says is true, and that is this, is that when I give, God blesses my life. 
When I give, God blesses my life. Look at this next passage of scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. It says this, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best part of all your income. Then your barns will be full and your vats will overflow with fresh wine. So another thing that God says is true is that when he gives, he will bless your life. Okay, now look, that does not mean that if you give God a dollar, he'll give you two. Okay, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, even the guys on TV that preach that kind of silliness, even they don't believe it because if they believed it, they would never have to ask you for money. They just give God a dollar, get two back. They take that two, give God those two, they get four back and they keep going. They pay for everything they want. But they don't even believe it because they keep having to ask you for money. So it's not true. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But here's what is true. What is true is what God says is that when I give, God will bless my life. And look, a lot of times that is financial. I mean, I've seen God bless people financially. I've seen it happen over and over and over and over and over again. But it's not necessarily financial blessing. Because look, isn't it also true that there are some things in life that money can't buy? So God might bless you with good health. He might bless your kids with good health. He might bless you with a fulfilling marriage. He might bless you with a, with a good relationship with your kids. He might bless you with a job that you just love going to. He might bless you with coworkers that just you enjoy working with. He might bless you with close friends who make your life richer and happier. I mean, I don't know how God might bless you, but I do know what is true, is that when you give, God does bless your life. And that might be financial, it might not be financial. But regardless, God tells you that if you honor him with your giving, he'll bless, you with, with, he'll bless your life. All right, here's number three. Third thing God says is this, is that giving draws my heart closer to God. Giving draws my heart closer to God. <clears throat> Look at this next scripture. This is, what, this is Jesus talking here in Matthew chapter 6, 21. Jesus says this, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's true. Because wherever your heart is, that's where you're going to put your money. So if you really have a heart for God and for his kingdom, you'll have no problem giving to God and his kingdom. But check it out. The reverse of this principle is also true, which means that if your heart isn't as close to God as you want it to be, if you will start to give, it will draw your heart closer to God. Because look, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So sometimes it's true that it's your heart telling you where your giving should be, but sometimes it's your giving telling your heart where it should be because giving draws your heart closer to God. All right? Here's the fourth thing that God says is true about giving. Number four is this, is that tithing teaches me to keep God first in my life. Tithing teaches me to keep God first in my life. Now, tithing, like that's a weird word. Like we never use that word anywhere in life. In fact, the only time we ever use the word tithing is pretty much in church. So let me give you a definition of the word tithing, okay? Tithing simply means first tenth. It simply means first 
tenth. So when God tells us to tithe, he's telling you give the first tenth of your income. If God just wanted to use the word tenth, like he would have just used the word tenth. But he doesn't. He uses a specific word. He uses tithing because it means first tenth. Why? It goes back to the purpose of tithing. Look what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 14.23. It says this. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. That's the, that's the whole point of tithing. Because remember, it's not about the money. Tithing is not about raising money. Tithing is about raising up the faith in your heart. That's what it's about. And so how does tithing do that? Because look, here's the deal. When I give God the first 10% of my income, that means that I'm, com- I'm already committed to living on the other 90% of my income because I, I don't have any reserves anymore. I've, I've gone all in in my faith with God. Basically, it, it means that I'm telling God that I truly believe, that I believe this, and I want to write this down, that 90% of my income blessed by God goes farther than 100% of my income not blessed by God. Look, and I'm telling you, I just know this to be true. I can't point to any book or any you know, economics you know, lessons that say that, that will prove that this is true. I'm just telling you it is. I've experienced, hundred, experienced hundreds of families in our church have experienced it, that 90% of my income blessed by God goes farther than 100% of my income not blessed by God. Now look, that does not mean, that does not mean that people who tithe never go through lean times. They do. I have. I tithe, and I've gone through lean times in my life. And even when I was going through lean times, I still gave God 10% of that little tiny amount I was making. But God blessed my life, and I truly believe that he made those lean times shorter because I was showing God, God, I still trust you. I still believe you. I still follow you, and so I still give. That's what it is. But look, here's the deal. I don't... I don't tithe because I'm trying to get God to bless me financially. I tithe because I trust. I tithe because I trust God. And what I've discovered is that tithing helps me keep God first place in my life. Because look, every time I write that check, or every time I give online, or every time I look at my statement and I see that auto draft go through, it draws my heart closer to God. And it helps me remember, it helps me remember that he's first place in my life. And I don't want that to change. And you know what? Tithing will do the same for you. It will do the exact same thing because when you give, especially when you tithe, I'm telling you, it draws your heart closer to God and it puts God first place in your life and it keeps him first place in your life because that's the purpose of tithing. Okay, now, before we go any farther, <clears throat> I want to dispel a few common misconceptions that I hear about giving. I, I mean, I hear these kinds of things all the time, or versions of these all the time. So I want to dispel a few of those. So write these down. Here's the first misconception. First misconception is this. Oh, but Pastor Mike, I can't afford to tithe. Oh, I would say the opposite. You can't afford not to tithe. Especially if you're like struggling financially, if you're struggling financially, you need God's blessing on your finances more than ever. But the only way to get God to bless you financially is to trust him 
financially. I mean, look, did you ever think that maybe part of the reason why you're struggling financially might be the fact that you're not obeying God by giving, by tithing? Look, think about it like this. If, uh, if your boss came to you tomorrow and said, hey, look, the company, company, our company is struggling, and the only way for our company to stay afloat is that everybody's going to have to take a 10% pay cut starting tomorrow, and that includes you. I mean, would you at that point go, oh, we're going to die? No, you wouldn't do that. You just go home and adjust your living because that's just what people do. And God might be asking you to do the same thing. Because look, I mean, it, it might mean that you got to cut out some of those things that you like, but you don't need. And the truth is, sometimes it's a healthy thing to cut out some of those things and kind of reevaluate how money's being spent. But look, regardless, God's saying to you, hey, trust me. Trust me by tithing. Trust me by giving. And look, I'll say this. If, you're, if you are struggling financially, we are offering three financial small groups this semester. So if you need to sign up for one of those, sign up for those today on your phone or out in the lobby, okay? All right, here's the next misconception. I support other charities, so I don't need to give as much to my church. Now, I can see why people think this. Like, well, I mean, I'm giving, and so I, you know, give to other charities, so that, like, that counts, right? Well, I, I get that. And, I mean, Amy and I, we support other charities as well, especially Christian-based charities, and we support several. And if you're supporting other Christian-based charities, look, I think that's a great thing, and you ought to keep doing that. But when we give to those other things, we give in addition to our tithe, not as a part of our tithe, because that's what God says to do. Because when, in the Bible, when God commands us to tithe, he says, bring your whole tithe to the temple, which for us, our context, that's the local church. So God wants you to bring your whole tithe to wherever it is you go to church. And you give those other things in addition. Okay? All right. Here's the next thing. Um, well, I give my time. So does that count? I understand why people think that too. Like that makes a lot of sense. And look, let me tell you this. Your volunteering counts. But not towards your tithe. Like it's important. Like we need to volunteer. We're going to talk more about volunteering next week. But... It does, there's not a single example anywhere in the Bible where people volunteered more and that counted as giving. It's, not, it's just not anywhere in the Bible. And look, and it makes sense, right? Because look, how can you free your heart from the love of money by volunteering more but keeping all the money for yourself? It doesn't work like that. Look, here's the deal. I want to encourage all of you. Go, go all in in the area of giving. Because look, when you do, our Heavenly Father looks down from heaven and he sees your heart. He sees that you trust him. He sees that you want to, you're willing to do whatever it takes to reach as many people in our community for Jesus as possible. I'm telling you, he sees that and it moves his heart. And he'll bless you. But look, I'll say this, if you're not willing to tithe, if you're not willing to go all in financially, our church is still committed to doing some things. We're still committed, for example, to offering 
quality kids' ministry environments. Because look, this next generation is incredibly important to God. Because if we could teach little kids to love God and to love church now while they're small, we're, I mean, we're setting that anchor deep in their hearts. And if we could set that anchor deep in their hearts, then when they grow up and they get older and they're making decisions for themselves, then they are more likely to love God and love church when they're older because they loved it when they were young. So we're, we're deeply committed to offering quality kids' mystery environments. And even if you're not willing to tithe, we're still committed to offering high-quality student ministry at this church as well. Because look, kids these days, we want to teach them how to love God and love other people more than themselves. And in this generation, when so many kids just feel so entitled and you know, they're so self-centered, that sort of humility that we can impart to them will carry them so much farther in life and so much farther in their faith, more so than anything they're ever going to learn in school. So we are deeply committed to offering quality student ministry as well. And even if you're not willing to tithe, we are committed to operate this church in a financially sound way and consistently find ways to save money. For instance, we just signed a contract just the last couple of months with a Christian-based um, credit card processing company that has reduced the fees to process credit cards by more than 35%, which is going to save our church more than 10 grand a year just in credit card processing fees. Which, by the way, you know what that means? That means that you can give using your credit card and you can get all those miles. Like you can get all those points. You get all that. I mean, look, Jesus wants you to go to Tahiti, okay? It's fine. <laughs> you, you, now, don't go in debt. I mean, pay it off every month, all right? I don't want you to go in debt by giving. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But we're deeply committed to operating this church in a financially sound way, looking for ways to save money at every turn. So look, and even if you're not willing to give, even if you're not willing to tithe, we are still committed to this church to have our books reviewed every single year by a CPA firm that specializes in churches and nonprofits. We've been doing this every year since the church started, and every single year after the review, we have gotten a grade that is squeaky clean. And yes, squeaky clean, that's a professional financial accounting term, you know, <laughs> as far as you know. So, <laughs> look, here's the deal. Because you got to remember, it's not about the money. Like, it, it, it's about your heart. And we're, because we're committed to making Sunday mornings and small groups a place where you and your family are going to grow in your faith in Christ. And if you don't know Christ, to find Jesus. For the very first time. We're deeply committed to those things. Because, again, tithing's not, the point of tithing is not to raise money, it's to raise up our faith, right? So let me wrap it up with this. Um, near, near as we can figure, about 80% of the people that come on Sunday mornings give something to God. Now, we have no idea who's tithing and who's not because we don't get a copy of your W-2, so we don't know. But, I don't know, just best guess, a little bit less, a little bit fewer than half. Nearly half the people are probably tithing. You know, we don't know. And my point in even saying that is that you're not alone. Like, you're, you won't be, you're not the only family that's tithing. Literally, there are hundreds of other families in this church that are tithing. There are hundreds of other families that are saying, you know what, we're willing to go all in and trust you, God.
So would you do that? Would you join us? If you're not tithing right now, would you join us by going all in with God and saying, okay, God, I really am going to trust you. Because look, it's again, it's not about the money. It's about your heart. Because look, if you're already a Christian, if you're already a Christ follower, like you've trusted Jesus with your eternity. And if you're already a Christ follower, by you giving, that is going to help us reach so many more people for Jesus. Think about this last truth. Let's put this one up there. Who will be in heaven because you chose to trust God? When you get to heaven and you've trusted God with your finances and it helped us as a church reach so many more people for Christ, I wonder who is going to walk up to you and say, thank you. Thank you for trusting God. Because when you trusted God, that allowed that church and other people to reach out to me and to my family. And that's why we're here. I'm telling you, it's true. And if, look, and if you've trusted Jesus with your eternity, why wouldn't you trust him with 10% of your income? And I'll say this, if you have never trusted Jesus with your eternity, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, to forgive you because of his death on the cross and chosen to follow him, I want you to do that today. There's a prayer. It's in your message notes. It's at the bottom. If you've never prayed that prayer or something like it, I want you to pray it today. In fact, I want you to pray that prayer while I pray for everybody else. So everybody, bow your head, close your eyes. Father, thank you for everybody listening today who've already trusted you for their eternity and have already trusted you with their giving. And I ask that you would continue to bless them, lead them, guide them, and provide for them. And for all of those today who are looking to take that first step, either to give for the first time or to tithe for the first time, Father, I ask that you would give them that quiet assurance that they're in good hands with you, they're in safe hands with you, and that you're going to provide for them, not just financially, but you'll provide for them in other areas of their life because you're going to bless them. Whatever that blessing might look like, we tell you that our trust above all things is in you. So use us, Father. Help us to go all in with you in all areas of life, including giving. So bless us and watch over us and guard us and bring us back next week. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. You can find more information about Parkway Fellowship by visiting our website, parkwayfellowship.com. And be sure to download our mobile app for previous message series, video content, and much more.